One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome at another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hoy, 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 hoy. Oh, remix. Hoy, remix. I want to add something that um, we covered on the correspondence episode, which yes. is, uh, if you're new here or haven't heard this before, it's uh, an extra episode a week, isn't it, Dave? It is, get, Peter. If you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Um, and in this weekend's. Uh, correspondence we address the fact that i seem to have made people feel like friends of friends is ending imminently because i referenced yep. the end of friends with friends yep. which some people just felt like it was completely outrageous for me to even dare do yes um, a lot of episodes left i was just referencing the fact that it will one day end did you count up the total number of episodes that are left like no because there's so many yeah i was trying to work out what the rough percentage is though should i do it quickly or is that a waste of everybody's time just um, so we can give people a better shape. Well, of... I, I think I've said before that there will be 11 series of Friends of Friends. Right. One, and two, we haven't even finished series eight. Oh, you're counting. I thought you'd gone. Oh, I already bored. You're up to 25 and I got bored. There's probably at least 70 left, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's only 236 in total. So, frankly... There's still at least a third of it to go. Well, there's no, there's, let's not panic. Yeah. I think, I do think you, you gave us a sense of panic that was unnecessary when you said that. And I apologize um, for that. And there we go. And that's all we can do, Pete, is learn from our mistakes and move on and try and be better humans, you know? Basically, what I'm trying to say is that everything's fine. Everything. The one where Ross is fine. That's not yeah. any relevant at all. It's just the word fine. No? I'm a bit tired. Can you tell? Um, do you want to talk about friends this week's episode? Yeah, uh, which episode is it, Dave, and who requested it? I will read you, Peter, the request. It is from India, from the sunny Isle of Wight. Oh, I don't think, I don't know if we've ever heard from an Isle of Wight listener before. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think we might, um, don't know. So if, if somebody has requested from the island before, then they'll let us know, I'm sure. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a rarity, if anything, isn't it? Yeah. Also, I wonder if the Isle of Wight was sunny when this request was made, or just, she's just saying that in general, but frankly, looking at my window, unless there's a huge sort of, um, what's the word, inconsistency in different weather sort of Isn't it dark areas. out the window? Yeah, but it's also pissing it down. Oh, right, okay. Oh, it's not here. Yeah, down here. Yeah, but I'm near the Isle of Wight, aren't I? That's true, yeah. Right. It's not want... a competition to be near the Isle of Wight, Dave. I don't want to brag, Pete, but I'm a bit, near, <laughs> bit nearer the Isle of Wight than you. So... That's a really, really weird brag. <laughs> you, however, are near the Isle of Man. Um, Good. Have you ever been to the Isle of Man? 
No. <laughs> no. I went on a primary school trip in year six. Any good? It was very fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a nice time from what I remember. I mean, I was 10 or 11 years old, so it was, it was a long time, long time ago. But um, yeah, I might go back one day. Oh, well, I hope you enjoy it. I don't think you will go back to the Isle of Wight. Isle of, of Man. Man. Which one? Why? Man. Isle of Man, yeah. Right. Why, why don't you think I will? I just think, for someone who seems to be in America all the time, I feel like the Isle of Man is not going to be on your list. Oh, but now you're goading me into it. I'm going to have to do the preview wrong now. Yeah. Uh, that's a hell of a way to go to uh, prove me wrong. Yeah, but you know, Pete, I'm that petty. Okay, fair enough. Ahoy, Dave and Pete. I've just finished my second run-through of Friends with Friends. Often try- Oh, second run, that's nice. Often trying to hide my face in public when I laugh out loud. I cannot believe, though, that you haven't done the one with the ride-along. I genuinely think it's a jackpot with Gary, Joey, Ross and Chandler going on the ride-out and Monica and Rachel trying to protect Ross. Such a funny yet heartfelt episode. Love the pod. Can't wait for you to meticulously deconstruct this episode and hope to hear this before the new year and in India, you will, as long as you listen to it before the new year. Which year is she referring to? <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, uh, love the pod. Hopefully the Brexit referendum uh, it goes well. <laughs> God save the queen. God save the queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to see David Bowie tonight live. Okay. Um, Yes, yeah, so you, I mean, you'll definitely see it here before the end of this year, and we've beaten that. If it is that deadline of 2022, we've beaten it by a cool month and a half, a month mm. and a bit, Pete. I'm pretty proud Good of that. Um, and this is, and, and this makes absolutely no difference, but as I understand it, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, the last request of the last batch of requests before we make, move into the next well, batch of requests. Is well, yes, it? although someone messaged... And it was in one of the weird Instagram inboxes. As we've discussed many times, Instagram has about five different inboxes. Oh, that's confusing as hell. And there was a request, but that's next week's. Okay. So, so this, isn't, this yeah. isn't the last one. I don't, okay. And I think, actually, weirdly, I don't think they're having to wait any longer than they would have done anyway. No. And frankly, it makes no difference because we're just going to keep rolling on. There's no, like, yeah. it's not like we're going to do a ceremony or anything. Yeah, so basically, shut up, guys. <laughs> okay, so it's season five, episode 20, the one with the ride-along, 467670. Nice, really like nice. 667 in the middle, that's quite satisfying, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the boy's gone a ride-along with Phoebe's cop boyfriend, Gary. Mistaking a car backfiring for the sign of gunshots, Joey attempts to protect his meatball sandwich, but Chandler then thinks Joey cares more about Ross than him. Meanwhile, while borrowing margarita ingredients from Ross's apartment... Rachel overhears Emily leaving a message saying she's having doubts about getting married and wants Ross to consider them getting back together. But Rachel accidentally deletes the message and then agonizes over telling Ross. Hmm. Uh, where, Peter, would you like to start? Would you like to start with the ride along or the answerphone related plotline? Yeah, there's only two, isn't there? Um, yes, well, it is a sort of jackpot, as India says, but there's only two, so I don't know if it's a full jackpot, you know? Let's do the Ross bit first. Uh, the Ross and Emily bit? Yeah, that bit. The Rachel and Monica bit? Yeah, that bit. Ross is sort yeah. of weirdly in both of these plot lines, isn't he, by Huckleberry? Yes, by he Crick. is, actually, yeah. Um, which is, is, do you know what? What I'd like to say about Ross in this episode overall, until the end, he's very uh, palatable. And it's quite nice and silly and goofy and he's just dicking about a lot, you know? Yeah. He's not whiny and annoying. He sort of gets towards that near the end when he's very like, oh, I could have died tonight. Oh, this, you know, all that sort of stuff. 
Um, but in general, it's quite a nice Ross vibe, isn't it? Yeah, and actually, uh, his sort of mulling over of whether or not to call Emily is quite sort of, he seems quite in touch with how being with her made him feel. And yeah, he's don't know. He seems quite sort of thoughtful almost. Yeah. And it's quite nice that Rachel actually has a proper conversation with him about Emily, where she's like, she made you miserable. This isn't just like, we're not pulling punches here. She was awful. You, you were incredibly unhappy and she tried to change you in so many ways. And that, that's quite a sort of, um, yeah, she, she really goes for it, doesn't she? Yeah. And, um, it, I know it's a nice bit of Ross and Rachel where they're not really up against each other. They're just being quite friendly to each other. And then when he does come to this conclusion that he doesn't want to contact her, they have a little moment where he thanks her and things. It's nice. It is. Although what I would say is, right, so we're working sort of backwards through this plot a little bit at the moment. But at the end, when Rachel does tell Ross about the message, you know, she's like, I was right to tell you yours. No, Monica said I shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. She sort of goes, Emily calls, so she wants to go back together. And Ross goes, oh, my God, and sits down and looks like he's like, you know, it's quite a lot to process. And Rachel just stands up and goes, right, I bet he goes, oh, Monica, I was right. What sort of friend being there for for, for him is that? And also, she sort of says, oh, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, tries to correct herself. But then she still has every intention of going to Monica and being like, ha! Yeah, she's just like, here's a massive bombshell about your entire life that I'm just going to drop, and you're clearly struggling with it, uh, but I better go and just prove that I was right in a small disagreement I had with your sister earlier. Um, but let's move back to the start of this, and shall we? Final appearance of Emily, this one actually, and voice only. Is it? Yeah, this is it. This is the, this is the last. Can you hear my dog hiccup? Oh, hey, Hook. Yeah, I can. Oh, he's hiccuping in his sleep. Isn't that cute? In his sleep? Hiccuping in his sleep? Yeah, buddy. Herc's become quite the uh, subplot in um, yes. in recent times. My friends are friends. I know. I know. He's used, he used to be quite quiet, and now every now and then he's just sort of growling or hiccuping or, or whatever he's doing. He seems to be fine. I stroked his belly. Okay. Um, but yeah, final appearance for Emily, and she's credited in this episode as special guest caller. <laughs> Not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, loves a fast wedding, doesn't she? The fact that she goes through it twice in quick succession suggests that to some degree she might be the problem. Yeah, and I wonder if I was Emily's new fiancé, if she was like, shall we? Should we get married then? You wouldn't just be like, now, let's look at what happened last time. Yeah. Uh, Which was about six months ago, frankly. Should we perhaps give it a little bit more time and consider this uh, a little bit more? And especially because it's not like Emily's been swept away off her feet by this new guy, clearly, because she's calling up on the eve of her wedding to go, ooh, what about you, Ross? So it's not like she's even in a sort of whirlwind romance that we're sort of led to believe her and Ross were in. Also, her poor imminent husband. Yeah, awful. He's what's but the poor guy. I wonder, oh, I mean, that, that's, that's a spin-off I'd like to watch. The backstory, the origin story of Emily's second husband. Yeah. I say I'd like to watch it, just sort of like to imagine it briefly. I wouldn't actually watch it because it sounds quite dull. Um, I think one of the funniest bits in this whole episode for me is right at the start of this when uh, Monica's going, guys, let's try not to talk about Emily's new wedding to Ross, try and distract yeah. him. And yeah. Ross, Ross goes, oh, I'm just thinking about Emily getting married. And Joey just goes, look, look over there. Points and, absolutely nothing. Oh, just hasn't thought anything through past his first thought. And I love those Joey jokes. They're so Joey. They're so perfectly in character. And just at him going, look, and like having absolutely nothing to back it up with, but make, like sort of committing to the bit and then turning around and 
the funny addition of him being annoyed at the others for not helping him yeah. with what is a terrible, terrible plan. I also, early on in this, um, the weird bit with Monica and her photos that um, doesn't really come to anything, does it? But no. it's the reason why they need to go into his apartment in the end, because they're making margaritas. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's an odd, this whole plot line basically revolves around the fact that Rachel and Monica want a margarita. And want to steal from Ross. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, as a group, only have one blender between them. Yeah, that's true. I um, I do find Monica's photo numbering system very impressive, though. Uh, well, like she says, though, she's only done the prototype, so she's got a she's got an entire sort of catalogue to actually work through. So we don't know if it actually works properly, otherwise, or, or if she can just, you know, she's just found one photo that works. But also, who has what? What situation are you going to need to look up photos in that way? You know, I feel like I mean, this is all this this entire storyline actually, from the photos to the answering machine based technology of an erasing a, a message is is all very late 90s isn't it like none of this applies anymore in any way i feel like the way we consume photos and answering machine messages or Do you, know what I actually, you say this earlier i ordered a couple of photos to be printed right what are they me and a couple of friends okay and you can find them under the cross section of. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not that organised, but um, friends and alive. But you, people, st- people still get photos, Dave. Yeah, but not in the same way. I feel like y- your bulk of your archiving is done on on your phone or your your computer. Sure, do you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. So yeah, you wouldn't you know, you need this numbering system, would you? I mean, yeah. I really, and I presume a lot of people are like this. I consume photos now on an annual basis when my phone tells me, "Oh, do you remember this from nine years ago today?" Like. Like in the sort of time hop thing. I don't use time hop anymore. You know, when they sometimes add weird bits of music under it and turn them into videos as well. Yeah, your phone's like, oh, I made you a slideshow of like every time you use these shoes or something. And it's just. Yeah, and here's like, here's some shoes. Here's a meal you took a photo of from six months ago. Yeah. And here's that person you used to date about five years ago. That's that's what it seems to throw together. Yeah. And it's like, thank you for being a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. But sometimes they're good. I'll tell you what they are good for. Uh, pets. It, yeah. it na- the algorithm always nails it with pets. Cause it can just Better at recognising a dog than an ex. Well, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, it tends to be that you probably only have a handful of pets at most, you know? Fair. Um, and you probably always, or majority of time, have favourable feelings towards your pets, even if they're no longer with you. Do you know what I mean? Like seeing a photo of your pet is going to be a, hopefully an overall positive experience. Where just a random X popping up is mixed feelings, isn't it, Peter? How do you think, what sort of circumstances do you think someone would look at a photo of their their pet and not feel affection about it? Well, not affection, but but if the pet's dead, then you'll probably be like, you know, if the pet's just died, for example, it might be a bit soon, you know, you might feel a, a negative net feeling there. Okay, fair. That's what I was thinking. No, um, I'm with it. It's all good. Or, similarly, like, if the pet's just been an absolute dick in the last 10 minutes and then it pops on your phone, you're like, oh, that's a fucking idiot. This guy. <laughs> what a prick. When was the last time Herc was a dick? He's a dick all the time, but in a sort right. of lovely, everyday way. A lovely way, dick. <laughs> a lovely dick. Um, yeah, where were we? What were we talking about? Photos, yes. And then, so Rachel and Monica want margaritas. And for a professional chef, Monica has zero ingredients in her kitchen, including ice... She has no salt. Yeah, that is bizarre, isn't it? Like, everybody has some degree of salt. Is the salt, 
this is potentially a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it. The salt that you would put around the rim of a margarita, yeah. it's just like the same salt as you'd use in cooking, right? Yeah, it can just be normal salt. I mean, like cooking salt is slightly... Like you probably you probably use like a nice rock salt or something, you know, like a like a fancier oh, salt. Cheers, but it's it's all salt, you know, it's all salt. It's just presented in different ways. So I don't know if you actually use a rock salt for a rim. That might be a bit too rocky. <laughs> you might want. <laughs> actually, someone was was um oh, rephrase my sentence. No, I'm going to say it as I was going to say it before thinking it through. Someone was rimming a glass at mine last night with salt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just use the normal, normal, my normal cooking salt. So. You're listening to Rimming with Friends. <laughs> oh. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you notice on the close-up of Ross's answer machine earlier in the episode, there is no erase button on there? No, I didn't, but that's an incredibly observant thing, even by our standards. Yeah, but I, well, I, I, it just sort of got me... Th- I was just thinking, it can't be that easy to erase all your messages with Fair. one press. Do you know what I mean? Like It's like having a like the nuclear warhead button, just like that you, you could accidentally hit at any time if you just sort of stand up. Again, as we mentioned from time to time, it's just yet another... Um, Yet another example of a plot based around voicemails. Yeah, yeah, old te- old technology voicemails as well. You know, I absolutely really love them. Um, but yeah, this uh, the fact that it erases all your messages without even a sort of "Are you sure?" feels like a flaw in the product to me. Yeah, I think that's fair. But this plotline, the other thing this plotline does have is absolutely glorious Jennifer Aniston bits of sort of physical comedy on her own, like when she knocks the thing the, over. I find the. The, the the knocking over the thing, but the fact that she then puts it like really blatantly in a light in a fitting lamp, yeah. is great. <laughs> and then the moment later on where yeah. she gets rid of it by just <laughs> throwing it in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen is great. <laughs> that whole scene is so funny and it's so good. And she sort of executes that perfectly, doesn't she? Like dancing around, panicking, doesn't know what to do. And that fling to the side as if like, oh yeah, I've solved it. <laughs> absolutely yeah. nailed it. It's really absolutely brilliant. Yeah. 
Um, and then, um, yeah, Monica steals Ross's money and Ross clearly knows this is happening. It's an ongoing, would you steal money from your sister if you went to her house and there was some cash? No, around? I really wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. So it's, um, quite a, um, it's quite a bold and strange thing to do on Monica's half, isn't it? It is. And do you know what the other strange thing is? Is how that scene ends. Because she sort of says, that's definitely not something I do. And then the camera shows Rachel for a bit. And then the scene just kind of ends. And it, it's quite a sort of a little bit of a flat ending to that scene. And the same thing happens again in the next scene where I think it's the first time that they're in the back of the police car. Right. Um, where it sort of ends on a bit of a, like, bit a of a bit like, of a half-baked huh, joke. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I noticed it two scenes in a row. Yeah, maybe there was like a joke after each time, but they just cut it for time or something like that, you know? Yeah, maybe. That's what that's what feels like happens there. Anyway, Rachel, very quick to judge Monica, but then immediately steals... Ross's money or, or goes to steal Ross's money herself. That's true. When, uh, like, she would Well, they does it in quite case. a panic way because she ends up dropping one of them, doesn't she? Yes, she does. She does. But it's, it's like she, the idea that she'd never thought that cash, the cash could be hers. And then Monica said it. So she's like, oh, well, I guess, I guess Ross's cash is everyone's cash now. <laughs> based Can we on just this new system. Clarify, by the way, um, should they have deleted Emily's message or not? Uh, well, I mean, it was de- accidental, wasn't it? But do you mean, would they have done it? Had would it they been- have been wrong to have deleted yeah, it? Yeah, I would have thought so. Correct. You? I thought so too. Completely wrong. Like, it's a bit of a no-brainer, that, isn't it? Um, but I do love Ross's voicemail to himself. To himself. And <laughs> Ross's newfound respect for life is great. <laughs> and one of my favourite lines in this episode is, well, I'd say it's my favourite line, is that's not a near-death experience, that's barely an experience. Yeah. <laughs> and then the way Rachel just leaves the apartment at the end, going, you probably need that money for stamps, don't you? And the sort of, the knowing nod, yeah. uh, as Ross realises that they've heard his message. And really um, all in all, a big tick on this plot for me, Pete. Yeah, me too, big fan. Shall we move along to the ride-along? <laughs> I don't know that he's along too early there. I I feel like ride-alongs probably shouldn't be allowed. What the fuck is it? Like, that, that's not a thing here, right? Well, it's like bring your mates to work day, but, but bring your mates dangerous. to your really dangerous yeah. job day. Yeah. But like, that doesn't seem to be, it's like, can you come tonight? It's like, I'd have thought at least if this was a thing, there'd have to be A, a second cop there, you know, for some sort of compliance reasons. B, they'd have to fill in some sort of paperwork. And like, I know Gary gives them that waiver sort of halfway through as an afterthought, but like, it feels like, it should not be allowed. They can they can just jump in this cop car. Also, they go to interview a victim with him. They're on their way to confront a witness. And bearing in mind Gary's on shift as a New York police um, officer, Joey just says, seemingly, can you pull over here so I can go and get a sandwich? Well, the other thing is that at one point, Gary says that they're undercover. So why are three people you barely know with you? I feel like if you're undercover, it's quite a specialist operation. Yeah, three completely untrained buffoons. Well, that'll, that'll make me... Uh, I mean, I mean, in a way, I guess there's no way anyone would think those four people were a, were policemen on an undercover job because three of them are fucking idiots. Undercover, one of whom stops for a sandwich. That's yes. how undercover they are. <laughs> and the other one has a police uh, light flashing underneath his shirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just, I just think the whole, the whole idea of ride-alongs should not be legal, and is absolutely insane. The fact that, the fact that that is 
possible? Is it even possible in real life? I, I find it hard to believe it's possible in real life. It certainly wouldn't happen here, would it? If you had a police friend, you a, a police friend, a police uh, officer friend, you wouldn't just be. There's no way you'd be allowed in a police car, is there? No, surely not. Also, if he needs to arrest anyone, what what's he going to do with the rest of them? Well, yeah, there's no Kick fucking space, is there? Get rid of the fucking sandwich. Um, so we get to the incident. Right, I've got a real problem with this incident, Pete. Do you know what it is? What's that? Why is Joey Sandwich on the other side of Ross in the first place? Like, if you've just uh, bought a sandwich... true, yeah. Why would, you, why would it be, like, down the side of the seat next to Ross's right arse cheek and not just with Joey on his lap? I do... I must admit, I do think the sandwich sounds great, though, because um, Pret do a Swedish meatball um, mm, wrap, yeah. which is absolutely banging, and this sandwich sounds a lot like that. But in a sort of softer... Um, softer... Bread. Softer baguette. Yeah, I'm heavily thinking about ordering some sort of meatball sub tonight for dinner. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm easily influenced, if nothing else, by whatever I'm watching. So I might investigate the option of a meatball sub for dinner, because that sounds delicious, doesn't it? Can I just go Subway? Or is that not good enough? Yeah, I can do. Yeah, I could do. Could do. I just wonder if there's a more artisan Joey standard... Although sandwich on a Sunday night's odd, Dave. Do you know what it is, Pete? And I, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't have thought about having a sandwich on a Sunday night until I watched this. So it just goes to show how influencing works, you know? That's Even true. Even from 25 years ago. Um, so maybe the Friends producers have some sort of um, hashtag spawn deal with Subway. Although probably Subway Meatball Sub is like one of the best ones, isn't it? Just because what you want in that case is just loads of sugar and you know you want it to be horrible you don't want it to be super uh fancy no one has ever had a subway that didn't look like a fucking mess right exactly subway sandwiches always look like the ingredients the fillings have sort of been thrown in it yeah and they sort of are aren't they there's there's, there's, that seems to be the house style but that's what i like about a big messy soft sandwich you know i do love a subway actually i really enjoy a subway pink um, now a message from our sponsors. <laughs> Subway, please sponsor us. We will take one free sandwich a week. How about that? Um, foot long or six inches? Oh, foot long. Come on, I'm not fucking around here. <laughs> but okay, fair. I'll do it for one or two, maybe a week. I'll do what? The podcast, and then we can talk about. We can say, you know. There's not What's much incentive Subway? for Subway, though, is there? Like, fresh. We, yeah, we're exactly. already doing it for... Oh, yeah, we're doing it for free today. We're but doing it for free. If they want us to do it every week, give us some fucking sandwiches. Yeah, Anyone okay. here that works for Subway's marketing department, you know where we are. I feel like most of this podcast was me even trying to get free sandwiches, so should we talk about the plot again? Yes, okay. Um... I do enjoy the scene when Chandler confronts Joey, you know, and and he's sort of like, Joey's like, you hate Ross and all of that. And then I think my favourite line of the episode is after Joey goes, I was trying to save my sandwich. And he goes, I know it doesn't make much sense. Much sense? And just that (laughs) idea that it makes any sense at all really makes me laugh out loud every time. On the subject of nice little acting moments, I do also love Ross's face when um, he does a double take when Rachel says you probably need that money for stamps. Yes. I should have referenced that earlier. So yeah, I'm retrospectively have. giving credit to David Schwimmer there. That is a footnote. We'll asterisk it and put it uh, earlier in the podcast when we mentioned that moment. Yeah. 
Um, we should talk about Gary a bit, actually, because there's only a few Gary episodes, and watching the Gary episode in light of the fact that Michael Rappaport is now an absolute madman on the internet is is interesting. What, remind, briefly, yeah. Explain why he's a madman. I know. I know this is a thing. He's just. But- he just does a lot of ranty videos. Some right. of what are some of which or a lot of which are quite dubious. You know, content. <laughs> Okay, uh, and fine. opinions. Um, he, yeah, he's, um, he's just, he's just got quite aggressive, chaotic energy on the internet, you know? That's his brand. And every now okay. and then you'll just find him going ranting about something. Um, and in fairness to him, some of the things he rants about are absolutely valid, but it's, 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 it's interesting. It's worth going and looking him up on, uh, on TikTok or, or Instagram or something and just seeing the sort of absolute, madness he's putting out there i have a question about gary shooting himself yes that's an odd bit isn't it really fucking weird what's the implication there that um well phoebe says it's what does she say oh it's not she doesn't say oh it's not a great story it's not a fun story or something yeah it sounds quite dark it does i mean in every possible way it sounds dark it's like this is well, has Gary ever been shot at? Yeah, but he did it himself. It's not a fun story. Like, there's no way of, of really um, inferring what happened there without it being, yeah, like you say, quite dark and disturbing, is there? Hmm. Unless he's just an absolute buffoon and accidentally shot himself in the way that Brian Harvey accidentally ran over himself. Wasn't that something to do with the potato? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Was he eating a potato or something? Something to do with the jacket potato, I think. Yeah, and he fell out of his own car or something. <laughs> And ran himself over because the car that was moving. That is a good story. It's yeah. so fucking funny. What an absolute, like, yeah, what a dream. Uh, and finally, as always, when we get to the East 17 segment of the show, we'll move on <laughs> and we'll play a thing and work out if we have a quiz or not. I feel confident today. Do you want to ask me the question anyway? Do you have a quiz? I think you know the answer, Pete, because you emailed at me. Yes, we do. Yeah, I feel confident because I literally know we have one. It's a very well put together PDF by guest quizard Laura. Um, the picture of Gary in his, in a New York hoodie with a bird, which took me a moment because it's not this episode, but just with a, a little bird on a branch above it. Nice. Friends logo. It's very well, very well styled, Laura. That's what I'd say. Lovely. Good quiz um, design. Lovely quiz design. I'm going to ask you the questions now, Peter, one by one, as is tradition in a quiz. Question one. What did Chandler not realise about the ride-along? Uh, that it was going to be at night. That it, it was going to be at night time. Question two. I'll read the instructions. The next question consists of two parts. You get one point for each correctly answered sub-question to a maximum oh. of two points. Okay. What is the serial number of Monica's prototype photo? Oh, that's a good question, but I don't know. 152. I know. 152. Absolutely. Boom. Yes, correct. Uh, and under which three categories can this photo be found? Birthdays, pets dead? Birthdays, dogs dead, I think. Dogs dead, fine. Yeah, I think we'll give us the yes. Dogs, birthdays, death. I'll give us that. I think that's absolutely fine. Um, who is apparently Phoebe's most top of mind hero? Uh, it's an American male person, but I can't remember the <laughs> reference. John Glenn. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, astronaut. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, I think he became a politician. Actually, let me scroll down to the bottom of this slide. Uh, 
The name John Glenn is quite common, says Laura, but the most famous was apparently a NASA astronaut and US politician. There you go. That's probably him. Question four. Instructions. The next question consists of three parts. You get one point for answering all three sub-questions correctly. Why do I feel like Laura's written this whilst in the headspace of Monica Geller? <laughs> this is complex, yeah. I'm, I'm focusing, though. A. What does Ross think the police car light is called? Uh, cherry? Berry. Berry, other way around. cherry. Uh, B. What is it actually called? <laughs> the other one. The cherry. Yeah. C. And who tricked Ross into this misconception? Chandler. 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 And question five. The next and final question contains a bonus question for an extra point. So maximum of two points. I'll tell you what, Laura, you've really... How many uh, fucking marks are <laughs> for grabs here? You've really found a way to get around the five-question limit here, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, when the guys are in the car downtown, what show is announced on a billboard? Christ. I have no idea. No, me neither. Frankenstein. And bonus, when is the show going to open? <laughs> Tonight. November. Ah, um. oh, well, that was a anticlimax at the end of otherwise a very successful quiz for us. We did not get the final questions, but I'm happy with whatever out of five. It was basically four out of five, but with all the sub-bonuses, wasn't it? Well, thank you, India, for requesting the episode, and thank you, Laura, for doing the quiz. Thank you to you all. Would and you like tradition? To- now, yes, I would A, like to know what the next episode is, and B, I'm then going to ask uh, on the quiz post that I put on Instagram the next person to do the quiz for next week. So please, if you would, reveal next week's episode. Well, it's a double request to Dave. Um, both Rachel and Alexandra, Alexandra uh, have requested this, and it is Season 1, Episode 11, Ooh. The One with Mrs. Bing. The one with Mrs. Bing. Okay, and I'm going to be asking Alana, who is the next person on here. And that is asked on the Instagram now. What a time to be alive. Uh, Holland loves Chandler. Thank you, Amsterdam. And good night. Well, that was nice. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.